Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again on another beautiful Saturday morning in Salt Lake City, Utah. Very excited to bring you today's show. And I am going to do a very unique rant today, which I will explain uh, very soon. But first, let me remind you that Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. You can find us at 107 South, 500 West, and you can call us at 801 801- 292-6662. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have daily postings with nutrition advice and special deals and promotions available at our Facebook page, face, sorry, Facebook page, facebook.com vitality radio. I guess there's a slash in there. Facebook.com slash vitality radio. If you search vitality radio on Facebook, it comes up pretty easily uh, for most people as well. You can also find Vitality Nutrition's Facebook page, and we would love to have you come to vitalitynutrition.com. There are a bunch of good articles there every month. Everything is refreshed, new articles, recipes, and a whole bunch of other goodies available for free at vitalitynutrition.com. Now, June 23rd is an interesting day because 76 years ago today, and I know it's 76 years because she's almost exactly 30 years older than me, my mother was born. And it's a funny story that uh, her birthday is actually on a day that Vitality Radio airs because she is my most avid listener. She uh, locks everything down at 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings and turns on Vitality Radio. And uh, because it is her birthday today, my sister, her daughter, decided to invite her out to breakfast with me and a couple of friends. And that is awesome. Uh, However, the breakfast happens to be at the same time as Vitality Radio. So I'm pre-recording this uh, the morning of uh, her birthday to bring you this show, and then I'm going to go head over to breakfast with her. But her biggest concern with breakfast was missing my show. So she'll be listening to it a little later as a recording, and that's okay. And all of you will be able to listen to the show soon, whenever you want, as a podcast, because we will be launching that very, very soon. I'll let you know exactly when and where as soon as that actually happens. But uh, back to my mother. Without her, of course, there would be no me. Without her guidance uh, through my childhood, without her uh, willingness to educate me uh, on things of health and nutrition, along with my father, I would not be doing what I do today with Vitality Radio for sure. And I certainly would not have Vitality Nutrition today without her because It was her that, uh, through the lean years, uh, made sure that that store kept ticking and uh, eventually turned it over to me at uh, the ripe old age of 15 to take over the reins at Vitality Nutrition because she really just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of her kids. She's an amazing, amazing woman, Carol St. Clair. I absolutely love her so much. And since I know she's not listening right now when you are, Uh, but she will be later. I should actually restate that. Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for all that you've done for me and for our family. And uh, so glad that uh, you're willing to spend an hour listening to me every Saturday morning and that you even put up a little fight about breakfast so that you could. Uh, It means an awful lot to me. Okay, enough of the mushy stuff. Let's get on to the show. So I'm going to do things a little bit differently today on Vitality Radio. I always do this morning rant. A lot of people that come into Vitality or call on the phone will tell me that it's their favorite part of the show. Normally, the rant is kind of its own little contained thing, but today we're going to do it a little bit differently because the rant plays uh, very beautifully into this whole detox thing that I've been putting a lot of focus on lately because it has to do with how we get toxic. And so I'm going to rant uh, for a little bit. Then I'm going to talk about what we can do to solve the problem uh, that I'm ranting about. And then I'm going to rant a little more and talk about what society and I would say what major corporations and big pharma and medicine have really, really screwed up in this country and uh, what uh, needs to be done about that. 
And without further ado, it is time for the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Alrighty, so today we're going to rant about something called glyphosate or glyphosate, depending on who you ask and where you're from. If you're not familiar with that term, maybe you're familiar with something called Roundup. Now, Roundup, made by our good buddies at Monsanto, the genetically modified crop people, uh, who just merged with Bayer, the people that bring us aspirin, among various other things, find it interesting that a drug company is now merging with a a genetic modification seed giant like Monsanto. Uh, It's quite a pairing, two of my very most favorite corporations getting together. Yippee. Anyway, so uh, Monsanto developed this thing called glyphosate a while back, long while back. It has gotten to the point where it is now by far the most widely used herbicide in uh, agriculture, not just in this country, but worldwide. And the FDA has now admitted that uh, it is in almost all of our food supply on some level or another. And they're even finding it in some organic food, although in much lower concentrations because it gets into the water, it gets into the air. It is not uh, 100%. um, you, You can't grow produce in a sealed environment where this stuff that is so ubiquitous now uh, can't get in. And so we're finding it everywhere. And the proponents of these chemicals constantly are telling us, well, as long as it's at safe levels, you're fine. Well, the safe level of Roundup or glyphosate is apparently supposed to be about 1.75 milligrams per kilogram of body weight daily. So if you take a 200-pound individual... Uh, We're talking humans here in a minute. We're going to be talking about uh, rants. I am ranting about ants. So sorry. Um, But you're talking about a 200-pound person. That's about 91 kilos, right? So 91 kilos times 1.75 is going to be about 159 milligrams per day of Roundup or glyphosate that's supposedly safe. Now, I find that interesting anyway, because when you think about medicine, when you think about even natural products, something like CBD that comes from the hemp plant, which I have talked a lot about on Vitality Radio, it don't, excuse me, it only takes about 15 milligrams of CBD to be an effective dose for most people. 15 milligrams, we're talking about 10 times as much with glyphosate. So, how can they be so sure that it's a safe dose? Well, there are really, really big question marks there, aren't there? And this is really cool and at the same time really sad that it had to come about this way. But there was a a combination of studies done uh, in Europe that have now given us a lot of proof that this quote unquote safe dosage may not be so safe. Study, uh, let's see here, a new study shows some startling adverse health effects in mice given glyphosate in doses that are considered safe by regulatory agencies. This news is more concerning now since uh, what I just said, recent revelations that glyphosate is in most of our food worldwide. Now, it's important too to understand that uh, avoidance is still possible, at least most avoidance. You can't totally avoid this stuff. It is there and you will get it into your body and you probably have some in there right now. But if you do choose to eat non-genetically modified foods and organically raised foods, you'll have far, far, far less concentrations because most of the Roundup being used now is on genetically modified crops because they can use three and four times as much because the crop itself is modified to be able to handle that particular herbicide without creating any issues for the crop. It just kills everything around it. 
Well, remember that side at the end of a word is usually a bad thing, whether it be homicide, suicide, or herbicide, or pesticide. These are killers. They are designed to be poisons. And so to think that they are safe for human consumption is always a little bit laughable to me. So what did the study say? It focused on newborns, infancy, and adolescent phases of life. The results revealed that glyphosate-based herbicide, or GBH, was able to alter certain important biological parameters, mainly relating to sexual development, genotoxicity, and the intestinal microbiome. I'm going to talk about more about uh, the microbiome and why these things individually matter here in a minute. The results showed an alteration in some sexual development parameters in rats treated with GBH, especially in females. Moreover, rats treated with GBH presented statistically significant changes of the intestinal microbiome, in particular during development. Concerning genotoxicity, a statistically significant increase was observed in the micronuclei in rats treated with GBH, especially in the first part of life. Rats treated with pure glyphosate or its formulation presented similar levels in urine of glyphosate and in principal metabolite AMPA, thus showing no significant difference in the absorption and excretion of glyphosate among the two treatment groups, but suggesting that this is important, a bioaccumulation effect of glyphosate that was proportional to the length of treatment, meaning that it's not just going in and going out, but it is stacking up. This is a big, big deal. So I'm going to wrap this up as far as the study goes in a second and explain what I believe it means. Our study provides initial evidence that exposures to commonly used GBHs, again, Roundup, at doses considered safe, are capable of modifying the gut microbiota in early development, particularly before the onset of puberty. Further, long-term investigations are necessary to elucidate if this shift in microbiota induced by GBH exposure is contributing to the other health effects downstream. Nevertheless, understanding the microbiota changes during the critical window of susceptibility could be of great importance for disease prevention, said one of the scientists. Now, this was brought to me, uh, my attention by a, a wonderful website called The Walking Times. You ought to link to that. It's excellent. And uh, I'll be posting more and more things from The Walking Times as we move forward because it's uh, far more than just a website about walking. They have some great information on there. I want to make sure and give them uh, some props for doing the great job that they do. Okay, so what does all this mean? First off, the microbiota or the microbiome is a huge thing. It's a big, big deal. In the human genome study that was done, we discovered that the microbiome is a critical element of health, that it is formed primarily during the first four years of life, which is important because remember, we're talking about the susceptibility in young rats in these studies at quote unquote safe doses. So if we're trying to form the microbiota uh, at these uh, uh, during these first four years, and then we're being hit with the potency of these chemicals in these doses that are considered safe, and that is trying to tear apart the microbiota or the microbiome, then we have a problem. We have a little conflicting interest in the gut. Now, I will tell you this. I don't have any clinical evidence to back this up. It's coming. I can just about guarantee it's coming. But I can only tell you what I see anecdotally at Vitality Nutrition. More and more younger and younger people with autoimmune disease. We now know uh, by a tremendous amount of research that uh, is showing that the autoimmune system, or the, sorry, the autoimmune disease that comes when the immune system starts to attack our own bodies starts primarily in the gut. Where, what's going on in the gut? Well, perhaps the microbiome is being beat to heck by these stupid herbicides that are supposedly, again, quote, unquote, safe. So we have a problem where we know the gut is under attack by poor diet choices, by antibiotics, by uh, things like uh, triclosan from antibacterial soaps and things like that. Remember, we discussed on a previous episode of the show that 93% of human breast milk in America has triclosan in it. 
so you've got a natural antibiotic, or a, yeah, sorry, a synthetic antibiotic that's being given to babies at birth and uh, throughout the entire breastfeeding cycle uh, accidentally by their poor mothers who have this stuff in their breast milk simply because they live in a dirty world full of all this garbage. Well, those moms also have glyphosate. And we are giving this to kids in uh, much higher doses than is considered safe when you look at the new research that's being show, shown and the dosages that we talk about here that by the government agencies are considered safe, but maybe by people like myself, not so much. So what do we do? First, avoidance, right? We want to get away from these things as much as we possibly can. And the more and more I read about these things and I raise my little children, who I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, the more I realize that I need to be paying more attention to non-GMO and organic because this stuff is probably a killer. We're going to talk a lot about the research aspect of this here in just a minute in the second part of the rant. But what can we do now? besides avoidance. If we've got this stuff in our system, if we're dealing with autoimmune issues or we're trying to prevent them, or perhaps they quote unquote run in the family, which I'm starting to see a lot of as well, what can we do? Well, we have to rebuild the microbiome. And there are some ways that we are finding that we can do just that. We have to rebuild the microbiome that's being torn down by these chemicals and by our other life choices. And there are two things that I believe work really well for that. There's a product called Restore. Now, Restore is really groundbreaking stuff. It's a very, very unique mineral complex in a liquid form. It tastes, frankly, like a little bit like dirty water. It's not particularly difficult to take, and you don't have to take much of it, but it is powerful stuff. We're getting more and more people coming in saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much better I feel since I've been doing this. In fact, at Vitality, we were out of it for a couple of weeks due to a, an error uh, in ordering. I, I won't say whose error it was. It may or may not have been mine, but anyway, uh, we now have it back in stock. We had people looking for it that were not very happy that we're at a restore because they feel so much better when they're on it. What does it do? It goes in and creates an environment of uh, growth for good bacteria to get the microbiome built back up in a way that it needs to be to help heal the gut, heal leaky gut and things like that. It's really fantastic stuff. Now, probiotics. I have to get into this because it's a big deal and it's confusing as heck to people. Every day at Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, I talk to people about probiotics and explain this very thing that I'm going to explain to you right now because it's important. Soil-based probiotics, those that are found uh, as what are called bacillus strains, have a very unique ability to rebuild and strengthen the human gut because one thing we learned in the microbiome study that's so important is that we have well over 2,000 different species of bacteria in there. So whether you're at a health food store or you're over at Costco or anywhere else and you're buying a probiotic, I can promise you 100% that it doesn't have all 2,000 plus species in it to build up the gut. In fact, it has maybe 8, 10, 12, 15, 20, 25. If it's a really, really comprehensive one, it's a drop in the bucket. You're not going to get there. Um, I had uh, a doctor on the show, uh, uh, Dr. Josh Bush, uh, sorry, Zach Bush, I'm confusing two doctors here, uh, Dr. Zach Bush, who was talking about Restore uh, oh, six months ago, maybe on Vitality Radio, and he talked about a monoculture. We don't want to grow just a few of these good guys. We want to grow all of the good guys. Well, Restore helps to do that, and so do what are called soil-based organisms, because these are organisms that do not belong in the human gut. They're transient in nature. They don't stay there for an extended period of time. But while they're in the gut, what they do is they create, again, an environment that is conducive to the growth of good bacteria and also helps to fight off pathogenic bacteria, viruses, uh, parasitic things, and so on and so forth. So if you're worried about your gut health, whether it be because of what I just talked about with glyphosate and, and Monsanto and all that kind of stuff, or you just know you need help in there, that area because you're experiencing symptoms that show you that your gut's not working too well, whether it be constipation or diarrhea or uh, IBS type things or more severe things like autoimmune uh, issues. 
Or if you just simply want to be more healthy, you ought to very seriously consider giving your gut what it needs to rebuild that microbiome. I suggest restore. I suggest just thrive as the probiotic or back on track. These three are phenomenal. We get great, great feedback on them all the time. Okay, so that's what I would recommend in terms of getting the uh, microbiome back that this stuff is taking from us. Uh, when I, I'm going to cut to a break, and when I come back from the break, I'm going to talk about why this is a problem when it comes to the research and how this research even came about. So I'm going to remind you that Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us at 801-292-6662 if you have any questions about the show. And I'm going to cut to a quick break. When I come back, we're going to talk more about this research on glyphosate, Roundup, why it's a problem. I'm just going to keep on ranting. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a megadose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801 292 6662. That's 801-292-6662. Okay, so the second part of the rant sounds like this. First off, I, I forgot one thing at the end of the rant, didn't notice it in my notes, but it's important. We're talking about rats that were given the equivalent of the human dose that is considered safe of Roundup glyphosate type uh, herbicides, if I remember the right word here. And uh, one thing that makes me question uh, this whole thing as to, or a question is the wrong word, that confirms for me, I guess, with these studies, what I originally suspected is that babies, children, all the way up until about nine or 10 years old, do not have a fully developed liver. And the liver is where we need to get rid of most of this garbage that we're getting into our systems. So when we talk about genotoxicity, uh, meaning that it's actually toxic to our genes, we talk about the microbiota biota or microbiome toxic to our gut health and all the good bacteria in our system. We talk about these things that are potentially carcinogenic, and we know now that Roundup is uh, at certain doses. Then what we ought to be talking about is also liver detoxification. And it's no wonder that this is impacting children as badly as it is because we have a liver that is not as capable of getting rid of this stuff. We're getting it in high exposure and our microbiome is not fully formed yet either. So our defenses are so low at this point. Okay, so why did I want to do a two-part rant here? It's actually pretty simple. I talk from time to time, probably not enough, about the ridiculous nature of fundraising for early detection of cancer. That's what we talk about, right? We have the race for the cure and so on and so forth. And I don't want to say that we don't need more cancer research. Cancer research can be good. It 
can potentially save lives. But I believe that when we talk about early detection as opposed to prevention, we're fully missing the mark. So let's uh, talk about this just a little bit. The pilot studies that were done that I'm referring to right now cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and involved different institutes and universities in Europe and the United States. It was funded by 30,000 members of the public in Italy. Okay, 30,000 people, individuals funded this study. There's a new crowdfunding campaign available uh, that uh, I'll actually link to on Facebook. I don't have the information in front of me where you can join in and help fund one of these studies to help us figure out what this stuff is actually doing to us. But here's the question. Crowdfunding? Are Are you serious? Crowdfunding for research to determine what is killing us. Right. So we're going to research glyphosate and research Roundup to see how and if it is killing us through crowdfunding. Isn't that what the race for the cure is? It's a crowdfunded event, right? People sign up, they pay money, they get the pink T-shirt, they run to try and race for the cure for breast cancer. I like to pick out Susan G. Coleman simply because of two facts. It's a big one. They bring in billions and and less than 1% of their budget is ever spent on prevention. Now, wouldn't you rather never have breast cancer than just have a better treatment for breast cancer? It's a simple question, I think. When we look at these rat studies, the biggest problems in the genotoxicity were happening in women. Breast cancer death is falling Death rates are falling, but breast cancer incidence is not. And why is that? I believe it's because of chemicals like glyphosate, Roundup, things like that, among other things for sure. But these are the things that we need to research to find out. Why is it that glyphosate is the most widely used herbicide in the world and that we're green lighting all these genetically modified crops so we can use more of it and we don't even know how dangerous it is? I can tell you why. Money right? It's money. It's always about the money. And when you come back to it, it's very simple. Monsanto's not going to fund any studies to prove that their stuff's not safe. Drug companies aren't going to fund any studies to prove that it's not safe because they make a lot of money on chemotherapy drugs. Oh, do they ever? It's not going to happen. So the only way it's going to happen is if we do it crowdfunding because it's not going to happen with Susan G. Komen. It's not going to happen with the American Cancer Society. Those people don't care. They don't care about prevention. I don't care what they say. I don't care what their billboards say or what their t-shirts say or what their bumper stickers say. They only care about detection so it can be treated. They want to treat cancer. Oh my gosh, I heard the most infuriating thing on the radio. I'm going to have to look it up. I was going to use it as a rant today and I forgot, but it just came back to me. The John Huntsman Cancer Institute. They did a big talk about how now that he's gone, The work is going to move forward. We're going to talk about cancer, 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 cancer. Well, how about talking about preventing cancer, 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 instead of curing or fighting cancer, cancer, cancer. The thing that drove me crazy about this commercial is it talked about the eradication of cancer. Well, that's garbage because what they're doing in the research is not going to eradicate cancer. You can't eradicate something that you can't stop, right? The only part of medicine that is really very much focused on prevention is vaccination and vaccination is all screwed up too. So when we talk about medicine in this country, we talk about the government, we talk about corporations, we talk about, talk about drug companies, we talk about chemical companies like Dow and Monsanto, all of this is all wrapped in together. They're all buddies working together. No better evidence of that than Bayer buying out Monsanto recently. Bayer and Monsanto, Big Pharma and Big Ag, all together again. Ah, it's beautiful. It's like a family reunion. We have to be aware. We have to be aware that this is happening, that the money that we're giving freely when we we go into the local Smith's grocery store or, or any of the other stores, Walmart, it's all over the place, and you're... Uh, checking out and they say, well, you want to throw your change at uh, this, you know, hospital or this 
research facility or this organization that's helping to fight cancer or fight leukemia in children and all these other things. And you're made to feel like a fool if you're not willing to donate or contribute to that. Well, why would you contribute to that? Why would you put your money into a place that's just going to develop more drugs as opposed to putting your money into a place that might actually prevent? So I'm going to say this, crowdfunding for this stuff, that's awesome. It's a shame we have to do it. It's a bunch of garbage, if you ask me. But it's awesome that it's being done. I love it. As I find more of these crowdfunding uh, things that help us uh, research this stuff so that we can actually keep ourselves healthy. Well, I'll tell you, I'll bring it to you on Vitality Radio. I've got to cut to another break. When we come back, we're going to hit men's health. It is men's health month. We're going to go into that. I've got about well, 18, 19 minutes to share with you. And I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions about anything you hear on the show, call me 801-292-6662. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Vitality Nutrition has been serving Utah for over 40 years and Vitality Radio listeners for over a decade. Now we are here to serve you, the Vitality Radio podcast listener. If you have questions about what you have heard on the podcast, give us a call at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email at info at vitalityradiopod.com. We will give you the same great service we have been supplying for years to our local audience. At Vitality Nutrition, we do it old school. We like to talk to you and answer your health questions one-on-one. So call us, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or email us at info at vitalityradiopod.com. Okay, so it's Men's Health Month. And I said we're going to talk about men's health. We're going to talk about men's health. I'm going to jump right into it because we only have about 18 minutes left on the show today. So here goes. What does a man need for optimal health? Uh, Is it different at different ages? The answer is a few things. And absolutely, it's different at different ages. But I'm going to talk about the core things today for all ages. And I'll specifically reference some things as you age. I'll hit 46 in two months. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's technically over the hill. Uh, So, yeah, I uh, am getting more and more aware of my own men's health uh, the older I become. So let's talk about some of these things, and in particular, a couple of things that I've been doing that I've found really, really good results with. Water. Water. Yes, this is something that is woefully underutilized and underappreciated in health nowadays. When people come to see me for one-on-one nutritional consultation, one of the questions I ask is, how much water do you drink? And the big thing that most people say is, uh, I'm not sure how much I drink exactly. You know, maybe it's like 48 ounces, maybe 60 ounces, maybe half a gallon. I mean, I hear different things from different people. But the point of the matter is most of the people that I talk to aren't drinking enough. And oftentimes I keep seeing that dirty little three-letter word tap in front of water that makes me almost violent. We don't want to drink tap water. We really, 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 really don't. We want to drink uh, clean water, preferably something you filtered yourself because at least you know what it's been through. Uh, Bottled water probably in most cases still better than tap water, but not all of it. And we want to try and get it from glass or stainless steel. I've got these new bottles that uh, they're not revolutionary, but they're great bottles for a great price. They're a double-walled stainless bottle. It keeps your water cold for 20 hours. I've tested this out, and it really works. 20 hours of cold water in one water bottle is pretty awesome. Now, I have to keep in mind, this is important, we don't want it to have to ever be 20 hours because we want to be drinking multiples of these throughout the day, but still... If you like your water cold and you like it in a clean vessel, uh, the uh, stainless steel double-walled Think Sport water bottles are pretty awesome. They really are. And they're relatively cheap. Believe it or not, these stainless steel bottles will sell for around 30 bucks, even in grocery stores in many cases, for not that great a quality. And uh, the ones that we have at Vitality started about 20 bucks and worked their way up to $22, $23. So they're far more economical and they work really, really well. But here's the key with water. I, I have read a lot of things about how much water you should drink. 
And I want to make it clear that it's about balance as it is with everything in health. It's not so much how much you drink. That is a huge factor. But it's also how much you exercise that contributes to how much you need to drink. And it's what's in your water and the quality of the water that you're drinking that is, that's important. There's a water class that we are uh, having at Vitality on the 18th. If you want to learn more about that, that's at 630. And if you call us at 801-292-6662, we'll tell you about that. But aside from that, it's important to understand that at, in my opinion right now, until somebody changes my mind, that at least one ounce for every two pounds of body weight is a good rule of thumb. So in other words, you take your body weight, let's say it's 200 pounds, you cut that in half and make that your ounces of intake, 100 ounces. Now, if that sounds like a lot of water, it probably means that you're not drinking enough water and that just sounds like a lot to you because you're not used to it. And I get it. I'm the best at telling people to drink water and the worst at actually doing it. So I downloaded an app called the My Water app. It's free unless you want to track all of your beverages. But if you're looking just to track water, it's free and it's in the app store and it's on you know Google Play or whatever that's called. And uh, you download it and you track your water and it sends you little reminders to drink your water. And what I'm finding is I drink enough water when I track it. It's simple as that. And I recommend tracking a lot of things in your health because you'll do better with it, especially if you're anything like me and your brain's a little scattered sometimes. So make sure you do that. But then the quality of the water is big. And the next thing is the additives. Additives usually sound like bad things, right? Not when it comes to water. The more water you drink without enough minerals, the more dehydrated you can actually become. And so it's important to hydrate by making sure that you're adding two, one, or, one of two of my favorite products. I love a product called Endure Drops. That's really good, especially if you're an athlete, if you are a little more sedentary, um, or if you're supplementing electrolytes in other ways, then a product called um, Concentrase Minerals is the one. Now, I actually use a 50-50 of both of them. I use some Endure, less, I use half as much Endure as what's recommended, and half as much Concentrase, roughly, is what's recommended. And I do that daily and I add it to my water and I feel better. I really do. I mean, everything from proper elimination is a big deal. It keeps me regular along with my uh, fiber intake and it keeps me feeling more hydrated and uh, less puffy, less bloated, uh, more energized, better mental focus, all that kind of stuff. Because when you hydrate the body with just water, you are not hydrating the body. When you hydrate the body with water and minerals, you're creating true hydration. I highly recommend that. Now, how about sleep? There's one that's overlooked. Now, this obviously applies to women too, and so did what I just said about water, but they're core things, and so I want to really hit them hard. Sleep, Why We Sleep is a book by Matthew Walker, and I am really trying to get him on my show because fascinating, fascinating stuff. Holy smoke. I love what this guy has to say. Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep. I'm only four chapters in, a few hours into a really, really long um, book, 14 hours on Audible. But it's unbelievable. And this is what I'm attempting to do now is finally offer myself an opportunity to get eight hours of sleep because the statistics are mind-blowing, like really wow stuff when you truly get eight hours of sleep. And what he recommends as the biggest single thing is a sleep regimen of going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time, making sure that's an eight hour period and just plain doing it. And I challenge you to do that with me. I'm going to try it out and see what it does for me because I'm notorious for allowing myself far little, far too little time to sleep. So big, big deal. Sleep, water, minerals. Now let's talk about men specifically because men have prostates, right? And the prostate is a funny little gland. It's kind of tucked in there, hidden away, and it doesn't really make much of a stink until you can't pee correctly. Uh, you know, you can't uh, eliminate all the urine from your bladder or you have to pee a lot or your doctor says, whoa, PSA is a little high there, buddy. And then all of a sudden we think PSA is a little high. Maybe I've got prostate cancer. Now, it's important to know that cancer screening for prostate cancer is now under attack in a big way, even by m modern medicine uh, sources saying that maybe we ought to not screen men for prostate cancer 
at all unless there's symptomology because we can create more problems with trying to fix the prostate cancer than we can uh, solve by diagnosing the prostate cancer in the first place. And the numbers are pretty staggering. You actually know that in, in autopsy, about 35% of men between the ages of 35 and 50 have prostate cancer, undiagnosed and probably undiagnosable at that point in many cases, prostate cancer uh, when men die young at the ages of between 35 and 50. When men get to be over the age of 65, that number gets up to 70%. Now we're talking in autopsy. We're not talking about diagnosed living, breathing Americans. We're talking about dead ones whose prostates have been examined and we find that 65% or sorry, 75% of men over 65 uh, are dealing with prostate cancer. So it's I'm going to go back and I'm going to pound the same drum that I often pound. Let's prevent this stuff Instead of worrying about the cure, we worry about the cure once it happens. We want to prevent it so it doesn't happen. And there are some very powerful things you can do to do this. Now, I believe that there is not a man or even a young man over the age of puberty who wouldn't benefit from getting rid of some of the biggest toxins that create this problem. We want to avoid RBST and RBGH. You'll see it in dairy. You'll see it in meat, particularly uh, cows. Um and if it has a little circle that says our cows aren't fed RBST, even though the FDA says that's not a problem, we know the FDA is often wrong. I would dare say more often than not. We want to see that circle not treated with RBST. That's a big deal because that's a female hormone given to cows to help them produce more milk when they ought not to be lactating because they haven't recently had a calf. And that hormone is toxic to men and women, and it creates cancer in men and women. Now, beyond that, we also have uh, the need to keep an eye on an enlarged prostate. So if you're starting to have the symptomology of an enlarged prostate, you cannot pee as effectively, let's say, as you used to. Uh, you can't empty as much. You have to get up in the middle of the night, things like that. Get on top of that. And there's foods you can do. Things like pumpkin seeds are fantastic for that. Brazil nuts, I just recently found out, are a biggie. But there's also a supplement that I love that I actually had a hand in developing for Ridgecrest Herbals called Prostes, which is a really, really great and effective formula for men's prostate issues. So if you're dealing with that Pay attention to that because it matters. Now, beyond uh, going back to the uh, estrogen thing, avoiding the estrogens is big. I talked about the stainless steel bottle. That's why we get out of plastic because plastic is estrogenic in most cases. Petrochemicals are estrogenic. Perfumes, colognes, shampoos, conditioners, body lotions, all those things. If you want to clean up your act, so to speak, come to Vitality. We'll help you clean up your act. We have all those things, deodorants and everything else in clean natural sources that are proven to be effective and useful for people and that's all the stuff I use I don't use any of that chemical stuff and and you know what I'm doing okay so it's a good thing you can actually live life uh, relatively chemical free even cleaning your house you can do without chemicals uh, for the most part but uh, Androsense one of my favorite products specifically for eliminating these xenoestrogens that come from plastics that cause cancer Androsense is phenomenal for that. Helps to detoxify the liver. It helps to uh, metabolize and break down these things that feminize men. And what I've seen, and this is anecdotal evidence, not you know double-blind, placebo-controlled, but I've had men who have used Androsense who are regularly having their testosterone levels checked that have increased their testosterone by 100 to 200 points by taking Androsense, which has nothing to do with testosterone directly but everything to do with testosterone indirectly because it unlocks those cell receptors that are blocked up with these bogus estrogens that we're getting from our environment gets rid of those things so then your body can do what it's supposed to do anyway that's a big deal in the function in the gym function in the bed function mentally and getting your job done and staying motivated and all those things have to do with testosterone and it's a big deal and it's a big deal even at a young age and it gets worse the older you get because you get more of these chemicals stacked on top of each other. I highly recommend Androsense twice a day for three months to just do a nice cleanse and flush that stuff out. 
If you're also looking to boost your testosterone beyond that, something called ZMA is awesome. It's zinc, magnesium, aspartate. It's very simple, but it's a couple of the key elements most of us are deficient in that are actually very healthy to the prostate and healthy to proper testosterone production. So I love that. I also love a product called Nightburn. Nightburn is a, uh, a weight loss product, but it's a weight loss product unlike anything else. It actually helps you to get into a deeper state of more restful sleep. If you go back to the book I referenced called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, the depth of sleep is important. The REM cycle is important. Night burn helps to get us there, helps to get us into a proper state of sleep so that we can get a better muscle recovery from our exercise, so we can feel better, more refreshed, more mentally alert when we wake up. And heck, me and my son, Bridger, we use it for... Uh, mental focus and clarity during the day because it's awesome for that as well. Mental focus and clarity during the day are a big deal and night burn, even though it says it's taken at night, is not a sleep aid. It just helps you get there, helps you get more focused and feeling better with all of that stuff. So those are all kind of some of the key things to keep our prostates in check. We want to prevent by not feeding our bodies those chemicals in the first place. We want to eliminate the chemicals by detoxifying with things like androsense. And if we're having symptomology of enlarged prostate, we need to get on top of that by uh, doing things that have been clinically proven to reduce prostate enlargement. And there's a product called Prostease that I absolutely love for that. Now, what about sexual performance and gym performance as we age? Of course, testosterone is huge. I've already hit on that and gone into some detail, and I'd love to go into more. And we may even just do a testosterone show one of these days because the, the science on that is pretty fascinating. But one thing that we oftentimes forget, and we absolutely need to stop this because it's the number one killer in men in this country is heart disease. Heart disease is a big deal, and we've got to get the vascular system functioning properly. And one of the no-brainer supplements that makes sense for that are, are supplements that increase nitric oxide. Now, there are a variety of different things that do that. Now, we have a product that's specific to sexual function called Man Up that is cleverly named, I think, but works well for that because it has the nitric oxide boost. But another product called NO Cardio Boost is something I take on a daily basis. The Cardio Boost is very, very cool. It has clinical doses of citrulline and arginine and even vitamin D3 to help get the nitric oxide levels up, which increase blood flow, which is not the same way that Viagra does it, but a health-promoting way. Over time, they've actually clinically proven and Dr. Ignaro won the Nobel Prize for Medicine for this discovery of nitric oxide and how it works, but they've proven that it can reduce and reverse much of the vascular aging that happens over time. When we talk about risk of stroke and heart attack and these types of things, vascular aging is where it's at. We need to take the emphasis off of things like cholesterol, which we're proving more and more by the day doesn't really make that big of a difference, and put the emphasis on something that does make a big difference that prevents the cholesterol from causing a problem in the first place and helps to regulate cholesterol anyway. And that is something that will increase nitric oxide in the vascular system, which basically creates these little explosions of gas that push against the wall of the uh, vascular system and help create more elasticity, which creates less blood pressure. We've had phenomenal feedback on people that are wanting to be away from things like beta blockers for blood pressure. And when they get their nitric oxide levels up, they don't need the beta blockers. And of course, this is all about not being on drugs if we can avoid those drugs. Because now we know from the rant early in the show that beta blockers are one of the main classes of medicine that cause depression in people. So it's this, you know, kind of vicious cycle of drugs and pharmaceutical remedies that create more problems oftentimes than they cure. So why not do it naturally? Nitric oxide's a big deal. I love NL Cardio Boost. I use it myself. In fact, I'm drinking it in between breaths here doing Vitality Radio. So there's your men's health primer. I shoved a lot of stuff into 20 minutes there, I understand. I'm notorious for doing that. We're turning this show into a podcast as well as running it live uh, on air. 
And uh, so excited to do that because I'll be able to do little bonus shows. I'll be able to do extra content because I won't have the same time constraints that I have on the air. And uh, very excited for that opportunity. I hope you'll look for it on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. And we'll let you know when that is available very, very soon. Okay, I have got to wrap it up today. I'm running up against the clock. I really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. You have been listening to me. Oh. Oh, 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 I have to say this because people keep telling me, I need to know how to get a hold of you at the end of your show, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662, Vitality, Nutrition, and Bountiful. You've been listening to me, Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.